Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, July 28th. This month, I cannot believe how fast it's gone. We now have training camp updates Thanks to social media, almost on the hour, feeling seemingly the minute, and we got a big potential injury or two that happened Thursday. We'll get to them shortly. Um, obviously, we will continue our NFL conference previews in the NFC uh, a little later in the podcast, but we've got to start. I thought like, hmm, that boy, that Jalen Ramsey cart thing, not good. I'm like, hmm, Sean Payton taking shots at uh, the new Jets OC. Not a huge, I think it's a little overblown, but we'll get to that. Unfortunately, the biggest news is Joe Burrow, um, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, arguably the second best quarterback in the league after Patrick Mahomes had a pretty scary injury. And I know, listen, it's training camp. Guys go down. Everybody wants to be uh, overly cautious, so they get the card out. But if you've seen the video of Joe Burrow uh, moving up, climbing the pocket, and then exiting the pocket, and he takes a step and just reaches for his calf and goes down instantly. And you're like, oh my gosh, I've seen this way, way, way too many times. I'll just say this. I I obviously don't know anybody on the Bengals, haven't reached out to anyone, but I've been around several people who have popped their Achilles. And a doctor friend of mine who listens to the podcast is on my basketball team. 
has been there for three of them. And actually, no, see here, he was there for two of them. And the fr- there's apparently an Achilles test to tell it whether it's gone or it's still intact and it's not your Achilles. And he did it within moments of both of the Achilles. And, you know, he didn't want to crush the guy's spirits. The guy was already shook, both of them. But he basically was like, mm, yeah, you're going to, we need, yeah, we need to get you to, uh, to the ER. You know, you know, you can't fully tell. He was being nice. The Bengals aren't going to do that. They're going to know instantly. And the fact that we don't know at this juncture is probably a good sign that Joe Burrow is, it's just a calf injury, um, probably of the two to six week nature, overly cautious. He wasn't going to play in the preseason anyway. We know this. Now, here's the interesting thing. I instantly recall, look, wait a minute. When was the appendectomy that Burrow had? Was it two years ago? Was it last year? And it was last year. And Burrow, as a result, didn't didn't play in the preseason, came out a little sluggish. And I'm looking here at the opener. Um, they played the Pittsburgh Steelers. They lost a brutal game. That was Trubisky looking anemic. But Joe Burrow kept the Steelers in the game with 17 interceptions. Not really. I think he had five. And Pittsburgh wins in overtime. It was a rough first start for Burrow coming off the appendectomy. And then the next week, he still wasn't good, and they lost to the Cowboys 2017. Ultimately, he found his footing against my Jets in week three, and they get hot, and, and Burrow, it just took a couple weeks to get acclimated. I don't know. I, you don't want to freak out about an injury when you don't have the details, whether it's Burrow, Ramsey. Remember, remember earlier this week, CJGJ, uh, the new signing of the Detroit Lions in the secondary, goes down. Cart comes out. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. And then, you know, they take a look at it, and the next day, Dan Campbell's like, yeah, it's going to be a couple days. He's going to be fine. So we overreact, understandably. We haven't had football in forever. And if you go down in July or August, it sucks. You're probably done for the season if it's a major injury. Um, so we're, we're freaking out a little bit about Joe Burrow. But, Rob, let's, let's keep it real here. This is probably not a big deal, although it did look scary. Yeah, I mean, when I first heard that he went down actually i first watched the video and saw him go down non-contact injury my first thought was oh that's the knee again because that's usually what happened anytime it's a non-contact injury it's almost always the worst case scenario torn acl like right off the bat that's the first thought if you cover sports at all and then you watch it again you see he reaches down for his calf muscle and you're like all right well as long as it's not the achilles i think we're okay and it looks like that he avoided that's going to be the calf muscle but having said that your point is well taken because even though he was never going to play any preseason games, the fact that he missed so much action last training camp with the appendectomy, and that's why he started off so slow, if it's a similar situation, which all signs point to that being the case, even if it's not very bad, if it's a grade one, they're going to be ultra conservative because it's Joe Burrow. So I wouldn't expect him to get any work, even if it's the grade one, one week situation, they might hold him out for two to three weeks just to be you know, an abundance of caution. If it's one of those three to four weeks, maybe it's five to six weeks they hold him out just at an abundance of caution. But the issue with that is if that happens and he misses so much training camp and he comes to the regular season and he's a little bit rusty, which would be too expected, the problem is that this is not last season's AFC. You could make a legitimate argument that every team in the AFC East, the AFC North, and the AFC West thinks they can make the playoffs. The Raiders? Flat out. You, it, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm a Raider fan. But if you just say, hey, last season, they blew the most fourth quarter leads of any team in NFL history. And we added more talent and we have a more stable quarterback, we'll say, with Jimmy Garoppolo. 
I could see why somebody would say, yeah, I think that if they just don't blow those leads last season, we have more talent. We can win nine, 10 games. I, I disagree with that, but I could see why you make that case. New England Patriots, Mac Jones finally has an offensive coordinator and Bill Trash. Belichick's defense are always in the top five. So Trash. you could make some kind of argument that they think that they should be in the postseason. The last thing you want to do or that you can afford to do if you're any team, especially the Cincinnati Bengals in that AFC North division is start off 0-2, 1-3. And then you're fighting and clawing just to get a wild card berth. That's what makes yeah, it a, bit, a little bit concerning. Because you said that, I just looked it up. So the Bengals open in Cleveland. Cleveland is a bit of a mystery team. Everybody seems to be selling their stock. And it's like, ah, I don't know. They weren't good last year. And Deshaun Watson is washed. And um, it just, there doesn't seem to be a lot of confidence when it comes to the Browns. But I will just say this. They've had Cleveland's number the last three years. Uh, they played extremely well against them. I think they have one loss, maybe, um, to, to Burrow. And otherwise, they, they've been able to run all over this Cincinnati defense. Um, and, and I'm just saying, like, I don't know what to totally make of Watson, but he cannot have been so good in Houston for the early part of his career. And then after a year and a half off, look bad. Like, I'm not ready to dump him. Uh, I think Watson is going to rebound. I think Stefanski's a really good coach. Remember, this guy got Baker Mayfield to the second round of the playoffs. Okay? Now he's going to have a healthy, fully locked in Watson. None of this suspension stuff looming. Like, Browns are going to be scary. So maybe Cincinnati drops that one. Then they host the Ravens in week two. And again, you know, last year they had the tough, uh, tough Steelers-Cowboys openers. This year's not easy. Now, the other thing, Rob... And I, I'm going to assume you agree with me here, just because we're both smart individuals. Joe Burrow is in line to get a massive contract. Justin Herbert just got paid. Hertz got paid. Lamar got paid. Burrow's going to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. I don't think any. I don't think this calf injury does anything to those discussions. I don't. Uh, Burrow's got enough of a history the last two years that you're like, we're paying this guy. He's our franchise guy. Injury doesn't matter. Listen, he had two really, really, really good years. Jalen Hurts had one and got paid. Okay? Joe Burrow's two seasons have been incredible. AFC title game and Super Bowl. I mean, his record speaks for itself. Even Honestly, it's not an ACL. Even if it's an ACL, I think you still give Burrow the contract. I don't, I don't think it's any discussion. And if memory serves, Rob, Dak Prescott... Did he have that nasty bone sticking out of his leg injury right before the contract and Dallas still paid him? Yes, correct. Yeah. So uh, this, I don't think this injury or scare or whatever does anything to the Burrow negotiations. Still full steam ahead. He's your guy. No monkeying around. Lock it up. Make him your dude and just put that behind you. So ultimately, this is like a big Jul late July topic in that it's probably not a big deal, but it's Joe Burrow, so we're talking about it. Yeah, and, and honestly, as far as the uh, contract negotiations go, if I'm Joe Burrow's agent, this is even more an incentive for me to ask for the fully guaranteed contract. It's like, see, look, my guy oh, can get down at any time. And, and where are you then if Joe Burrow has to miss the season? I'm just, just saying. Look, you are driving Andrew Brandt, friend of the show, tweeted out yesterday talking about that Aaron Rodgers contract. He's like, look, if you want to really help a team, then you accept a bonus, you lower your cap number, you kick can down the road. If you want to help the owner, then you take a pay cut. And we're not in the business of helping owners. Go ahead, Joe Burrow, get all your money guaranteed. Finagle the cap in such a way where it's bonuses and injury clauses and all that. Just kick the can down the road and let the owners deal with it later.
Well, let's be real. Uh, it, it, Rogers was helping the Jets' front office so they could have more flexibility right after, like within 12 hours of Rogers renegotiating. Oh, Dalvin Cook's visiting the Jets this weekend. So I don't know that he's helping the owner as much as he's helping the front office, that being Rogers. Um, it's not, uh, unless the Jets, like, all of a sudden have this, you know, 10 million, I'm just coming up with a number, 10 million under the cap and they don't spend it then yeah, that would help the owner. But I cannot imagine that Rodgers would take a pay cut and the Jets would just sit on that money. That would look awful. I mean, that would, just, that would be embarrassing. Um, but let me quickly, we'll touch on Dalvin Cook before we get to Sean Payton. So a lot of Jets fans are like, whoa, we don't need Dalvin Cook. Hold on. None of the Jets fans are in the building. None of the Jets fans have any clue where Brees Hall is on the comeback. And the Jets have the most difficult schedule the first six weeks of the season. It's rugged okay Brees Hall is a game changer we saw him last season on his way to offensive rookie of the year before he went down with the ACL I mean he was phenomenal and let's just say the backups left a little something to be desired Michael Carter is the backup the other two guys I'm not even going to mention because you know they're like barely on the roster okay Michael Carter you cannot go into battle the first six weeks with Michael Carter in the backfield that being said, no, I don't want to overpay for Dalvin Cook. Is there a way to get Cook? If, uh, first of all, you're only targeting Cook if you think Brees Hall is only going to be like 75% by week one. And then you're like, well, why don't we just sit him for the first four weeks? I think that's what the pup list is, first four weeks. And, and, and we'll get Dalvin Cook in here. The problem is I don't want to burn all the money that you saved on Rodgers on Dalvin Cook. Because then you have no room for error, no wiggle room on the offensive line. Yes, I was looking at Jets' offensive line depth, Rob, because I'm a nerd. And they got basically Billy Turner, who's been, you know, passed around like a joint in this league. And I don't even know that he's a credible backup tackle, more like a third-string guy. And, and, and yes, Dwayne Brown's 37, and Mekhi Becton hasn't played in forever. So the Jets have legitimate questions. You can't burn it all on Cook if you can get some kind of deal that works for, for the Jets and Cook, go for it. But I need to keep some powder dry for the offensive line. And Rob, I know you are sick of talking about the Jets, so, you know, you can go ahead and poop on no, that. No, that, I totally agree with you. If I'm the New York Jets, I think that as we've learned in the last couple of weeks now, the running back position is not as difficult to replace as people might think. So if you can upgrade the offensive line, I don't know if who's able in free agency, probably have to be via trade in some kind of form of fashion. But quickly, before we get to Sean Payton, you've mentioned, hey, Rodgers won't give up less money unless he's going to you know, get some players in return. The guy most notorious for taking less money to help the team is Tom Brady, right? Last mm -hmm. thing before we get to Sean Payton. According to the Boston Globe, New England only spent more than the NFL average once in Brady's last seven seasons with the team 2019. They spent below the league average in seven of his last 10 years, including the Super Bowl years, 2014, 16, 17, and 18. So the quote-unquote savings that Brady gave them was never actually shared with other players, just FYI. In the final seven years? Mm-hmm. All ideal, those pay cuts, yeah, point. I'm going to take less so I can get talent around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Kraft's like, thanks, Holmes. Let me put it in my back pocket and buy myself another yeah. jet. And, and, and what did Kraft do in return? He got Jimmy Garoppolo out of town. <laughs> you know, yeah, you got to well, look I out for one another, If right? it's worth it to you to do that, sure. Hey, Kraft, I'll take less. Get Jimmy G the hell out of here. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. 
So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano. And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody's freaking out about Sean Payton, Rob. And I saw the quotes uh, right before I went on Herd yesterday, and I'm like, I, uh, what's the big deal? So we got some truth-telling out here? People got a problem with that? Payton said that last year was one of the worst coaching jobs in the NFL in Denver. And there were 20 dirty hands around Russell Wilson's uh, worst season of his career. Um, it, listen, this is accomplishing two things. Number one, it's, hey, man, forget about last season, Russ and team. That was all last season. That was a different regime. I'm the new sheriff in town. I'm calling the shots. Forget about it. Put it behind you. And he's also caping up for Russ. Who's like, Russ, hey, 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 hey. I, I know everybody says you're washed and slow and not good anymore. It's all good, babe. I'm going to go out and I'm going to, you know, lay waste to Nathaniel Hackett. And, and, and everybody's going to remember, oh, that's, we got the right Russ from Seattle. That's the Russ we got. Not the one with Nathaniel Hackett. So I don't have Peyton coming out and taking grenades right before training camp, no less. Right before training camp. Just get it out of the way early. And... I, like, I don't have a major issue with this. I like the timing, right? Peyton becoming a storyline, uh, taking the pressure off his quarterback. It's all about Peyton, right? He can, he can handle this. He's been doing this for years. I, I just don't have an, an, an issue with it. Um, I didn't love some of the Jets stuff. Uh, remember when Dan Snyder put that dream team together? I was at the Giants in 2000. How are we going to compete with them? 
Dion's there now. They won eight games. So listen, just put the work in. And of course, Robert Sala responded and blah, blah, blah. I, listen, I, do I like a war of words? Of course, it's fun. It's content for the pod. But the reality is there's nothing really out of pocket here. Is there, Rob? I, I did not see no, what do they say? No lies detected. No, a thousand percent. And, and not only do I have not an issue with it, I love everything that he said because ultimately what he did is he caped up for his quarterback. Look, if you look at the 2022 Denver Broncos, there's only one of two scenarios or reasons as to why things went the way they did. Either number one, Russell Wilson just fell off a cliff because he had his lowest completion percentage, lowest touchdown percentage, second highest interception percentage, lowest air yards per attempt, lowest passer rating, lowest QBR, most sacks, lowest win total of his entire career. Or Nathaniel Hackett did what he's always done in his NFL career as an offensive coordinator in the NFL. If you take out the Green Bay years, when everyone knows that it was Matt LaFleur's show, he was the one calling the plays, running the offense, the OC was the OC in name only. Nathaniel Hackett's offenses have ranked 22nd, 18, 25, 5th, 31st, 32nd. So if I had to guess, if I had to guess which one was the more likely scenario, I'm going to assume it wasn't the former Pro Bowl, Super Bowl champion quarterback going from very good to the worst quarterback in football. And I'm going to assume it was this coach who has been terrible his entire career, but is tight with the right people. And so he got this plum job and he just showed us exactly who he was. So I'm totally on board with everything that Sean Payton said. I'm curious how you think the room will look in New York once this comes out. Like, again, this is super small potatoes, but when I'm at Fox and someone writes something in the media that goes around, obviously nothing to the level of Sean Payton taking your head off, but when it's pretty clear, like the New York Post does a story and I mentioned and like, it's, it's odd because you walk around thinking, oh my gosh, geez, is that guy, is that guy looking at me? Does, is he thinking about the article? And you, you think it's all about you. It's all about you. The reality, and again, it's just my limited experiences. Like, nobody at Fox ever says anything like, oh, geez, Jace, I saw that article about Kate. Nobody ever says that. So I'm going to go ahead and guess that the Jets are just treating it like another day. Hey, we know what happened last year with Hackett. We, we're aware. Next. You know, I, 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 don't, I can't imagine that, you know, as an OC with Aaron Rodgers, that it's going to go poor. Uh, that's my guess. Rodgers will be running the show is my guess. And Hackett is just there to make sure the, you know, trains leave on time and are coming in, like the basics. They're not going to give him any heavy lifting after what just happened in Denver. So, I don't know, Rob, like, listen, you have a, you have a, uh, you're the producer of a radio show where people write stuff about Broussard, and I'm not just talking social media, but articles. And it's like, you're producing the show. You're not asking, I'm assuming you're not asking him about that. No, I mean, as far as I, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm sure this is similar to an NFL or an NBA franchise, I only care about what happens between me and him and what's going on in our show, and our personal relationship, our friendship off the air and on the air. That's yeah. all that matters to me. As long as he says he's cool and I'm cool, then everything's fine. I don't care what anyone else thinks about the yeah. outside noise that's going on with the show. And the same thing happens with this show. You know, you get yeah. written about because now your profile is much higher, being with Colin, and rightfully so, Colin's the number one show in sports so as long as me and you are cool and everything that happens on this show is fine then i have, i don't care what anyone says yeah. 
Do you remember the um, when I said Chicago was like Afghanistan? And I do, um, I do remember. It, that. Listen, it, it was a. I thought it was a flippant, funny comment. A lot of people in Chicago got super worked up about it. I got a lot of hate. It was written about in Chicago, and you you go into after you say it, you go into work the next day, and you're like, oh man, all these people are gonna shit. Am I in trouble? Are people gonna say? Nobody. Do crickets. Now I don't know if they were afraid to bring it up. But it was basically just like, oh, yeah, so did you see the news on uh, Dwayne Wade or whatever? Pick an athlete. Nobody really cares. And, and again, I know I'm small potatoes and Sean Payton, obviously a bigger deal, and Hackett's walking into a facility with hundreds of people. But it's just, it's strange how we think it is such a big deal, and it's not. There's always something coming around the corner. By the way, the Payton stuff came out Thursday, like what, um, maybe 11 o'clock Eastern, uh, 8 o'clock uh, Pacific. Joe Burrow goes down like five hours later. The, the, uh, you know, it was Jalen Ramsey. Oh, no, panic, nervous. Then it's uh, the Sean Payton stuff. Then it's Joe Burrow. And you know what? Tomorrow it's going to be something else because that's just how things work. Yeah, I'll tell you what. The, another thing that Nathaniel Hackett has going in his favor is regardless how bad things went in Denver and how bad things were in Jacksonville and all the other stops that he's been in, he can always point to when I was in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, we were 15th, 1st, and 10th in offense. I got Aaron Rodgers now. When he and I are together, we work magic. You can, he, I'm sure he'll uh, conveniently leave out the part that you know Matt LaFleur did most of the heavy lifting as far as the scheme and everything. But you can always spin it in such a way that it's like, hey, I don't care what happened in Denver. I don't care about what happened. Me and Russell Wilson, where we want to fit together. Our, our styles didn't jive, but I jive with this guy. And this guy's here with us now, and he just took a massive pay cut to ensure that we can get more players around us. So what is there to be worried about? Very fair, Rob G. Um, I it's weird when we agree so much. Usually there's firm disagreement. <laughs> um, I don't know. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Dare. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to the N. I think we're doing the NFC South. Is that? Are we sure that's the division I haven't done, Rob? I almost feel In like the NFC, I need to check. We have check. not done the NFC South, correct? Okay, NFC South. So this is basically the worst division. In the, in the conference, and you could argue that this is the worst division in the NFL, although the Jags, the Texans, the Colts, and the, and the Titans would have a strong argument against. The, uh, this summer, I've decided for whatever reason to make the New Orleans Saints my, my team of destiny, and I love them. I love everything about the Saints, and I think, geez, you know, there's a chance New Orleans could rebound to be the number one seed. Uh, you look at the Eagles. They lose both their coordinators. I, I believe there's a wild stat like nobody has repeated as NFC East champ in something like, I don't know, 18, 20, 25 years. It's been a long time, bottom line. There's just wackiness that happens. So a lot of people have the Cowboys sliding up. Nobody has the Giants sliding up. I think the Eagles break that, but I don't think the Eagles are another 14, 15 win juggernaut. I, I just don't think that's possible. It's very difficult to duplicate. By the way, teams are going to come ready for their quarterback sneak. Don't, don't act like defensive coordinators haven't spent the offseason being like, oh, I know how to stop it. Um, that All that being said, like I think the Saints can challenge the Eagles and the Niners for the number one seed, mostly because of the schedule. It is as soft a schedule as you will find in the league. There's a reason their win total is nine and a half. Nobody really trusts uh, the head coach, Dennis Allen. I, I read some analytic breakdown where he was like one of the worst at making um, those decisions. Do I punt? Do I kick the field goal? Do I go for it on fourth? He was allegedly one of the most cautious and that re- cautious slash worst decision makers in the league, and his record kind of shows it. That being said, I think they had four, maybe five different starting quarterbacks last year, and they were still competitive into December, angling for a wild card spot. Now you enter Derek Carr, and a lot of uh, anybody's breakdown of the Panthers usually starts, I'm uh, sorry, the Saints usually begins and ends with, what do you think of Derek Carr? Well, he got Rob G's Raiders to the playoffs, and then he got hurt, so he missed it. And then he got Rob G's Raiders to the playoffs and lost a tough one to the Bengals. And I feel like, if memory serves, they were inside the 10-yard line and could not convert. Bengals survive. Bengals go on to the Super Bowl. So, like, Derek Carr did just get them there two years ago. Like, how much do we read into Josh McDaniels last year with Carr? I don't know. I'm not... I feel like I'm buying Derek Carr low, but the win total is nine and a half. And again, I think it's a massive upgrade from Car- from Andy Dalton to Derek Carr. Obviously, we got Chris Olave. We got Mike Thomas back. Kamara's back. The defense is sneaky good. Again, is this the, I guess you're not supposed to say the tallest midget, right? Um, but the Saints in a weak division 
feel like the strongest team. Do they feel like on the level of the Eagles and 49ers? Absolutely not. But because of the division they play in, because of the lack of outdoor cold weather games, because of the amount of dome games, they're going to be right in the mix all season. And when I go to Vegas to sign up for the contest next month, I will be betting their alt win total if I can find it over 10.5, maybe over 11.5. 12 wins is not out of the question for the Saints. I have them winning the division. The second team I like is the Atlanta Falcons. And, uh, you know, we had Warren Sharp on here earlier this month. Their total's been bet up from eight to eight and a half. Again, nobody likes Desmond Ritter. Nobody really knows what to make of him. Nobody loves drafting a running back in the first round. B. John Robinson, top 10, no less. Especially when you got a fifth rounder, Algier, who put up over 1,000 yards last year. And it's like Kyle Pitts, Drake London. Like, there's a lot of young, uncertain offensive guys. Now, their offensive line is very good. The defense, we'll see. The reason to like Atlanta, the only reason to buy them is because of the schedule. It feels like all they play is rookie and second year and untested quarterbacks. The schedule, I'm not even, folks, it is the softest schedule in the league. Their first six opponents, they play a rookie quarterback in Bryce Young. They play Jordan Love, who has 83 career passes. They play the Detroit Lions, who have Jared Goff. Then they play Trevor Lawrence, who's the best quarterback I believe they face all season. Then they play C.J. Stroud of Houston. Then they play Baker Mayfield, assuming Baker Mayfield's still the quarterback. Like, four and two? I mean, they're certainly not going to be big underdogs, and it maybe they're going to be favored at some of them. Listen, I don't like the Falcons' makeup, but because of the schedule, they will be in the mix for a wild-card spot. I've got them second in the division. Now, that leaves two teams, <laughs> the Carolina Panthers and Tampa Bay. Carolina, for me, it would be a long-term stock buy because I like Frank Reich. I don't know about Bryce Young, but I do think they can build something around him. The defense has a couple of pieces that you can work with. It's just too early. I, I do not like the wide receivers. Adam Thielen? It's like, is he, is he, are they really trying to make him the number one? The other guys are Terrence Marshall, DJ Shark, Hayden Hurst, the tight end, like Miles Sanders, your top running back. Like they've got a bunch of okay offensive line could come together and the defense again will keep them in games. The schedule will also keep them around. I think this is probably that the win total is seven and a half for a rookie. I think this is a seven because I like Reich, maybe eight win team. I've got them third in the division, but I say bye because next season, next offseason, they'll be able to go out and spend with Bryce Young on the rookie deal. And maybe then you bring in, I don't, I, let's see what happens with a guy like T. Higgins in Cincinnati. I'm sure they'll tag him, but ultimately they're going to be able to find some dudes and overpay. And all of a sudden, Carolina could be a player in the NFC South. Dead last, I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think there's a. Uh, I, I would definitely look at lines for worst record in the league for Tampa because once they stink and they will, uh, it's it's honestly Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield. Once we find out just how bad they are, I wonder if they start selling the likes of, hey, does anyone want to make want Chris Godwin on a push for the playoffs? Does anyone want Mike Evans? We are doing a rebuild. Todd, uh, oh, I can't believe I'm spacing on his name, uh, the head coach. Todd Bowles, former Jets coach. He's probably gone. This will be a complete teardown, ultimately. The defense is very old. Um, and and you, they could be looking to sell cornerbacks. They ultimately are thinking, we need draft picks. What can we unload? This is a fire sale, I think, by the trade deadline. And I think Tampa Bay is certainly in the mix 
to get Caleb Williams. This feels like a three or four win team. Uh, there is just nothing, absolutely nothing to like about this team. Didn't love the draft. Um, I, I'm looking here and I'm seeing like, uh, oh, the defensive defensive uh, depth chart is like, whoa, there's a lot of not good there. So I'm out on Tampa. I've got them last in the division. Rob, I don't know if you're agreeing with me, but I will roll with New Orleans winning the division, Atlanta fringe playoff team, TBD. We'll, we'll figure that out at the end of next month after, after preseason. Um, I've got Carolina third and then pulling up the rear, Baker Mayfield. It's funny that you said that you don't like that we agree on stuff because I had two very scintillating hot takes for this segment about the NFC South. And then Fire. you went and stole both of them, basically. Because oh. one of them was, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to challenge the Cardinals to be the worst team in the NFL mm-hmm. next season. And the Caleb Williams tweet. I don't think that's much of a hot take, but that was one. The other one was, my bold prediction for 2023 is New Orleans Saints are the second seed in the NFC. Mm. And it's not, again, it's not because I like Derek Carr. I think he's that great. I think he's obviously an upgrade over Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. But I think their defense is really good. Chris Olave is a stud. Hopefully, Michael Thomas comes back. I'm assuming after basically two years out, he will be. And I'm thinking, I don't know if if it's official yet, but I'm assuming that the Camara suspension is going to be like three games, three or four games. So it's not going to be the the whole season or half the season, anything like that. And But the biggest reason, as you pointed out, they play a cupcake schedule. Like the NFC South as it is, is, is not good. But I believe they also play the AFC South. And yeah. that might be the second worst division in the NFL. So it's entirely possible that Derek Carr, with all those weapons, is not going to have as much on his shoulders as he did with the Raiders. He's going to be able to get back to his high completion percentage, Kirk Cousin-esque games, completing 67, 60% of his passes, <laughs> lean on that defense. Cameron Jordan, you know, in his mid-30s, is still really good. And suddenly you look up and they're 11-4. and four. 12 and 4 heading into, or, or excuse me, 11 and 4, 10 and 5 heading into the last month of the season. And they're fighting right there with San Francisco or, or Philadelphia for the number two seed. No. So I, that was going to be my hot take. And then you went and stole it. So now we agree on everything today. And it's kind of yeah. sucks. Ap- apologies all around, Rob G. Um, this is kind of one of those weird weekends where the calendar's turning to August, but it already feels like, like summer's over. Um, you know, we're starting to look at school supplies and school clothes for the kids. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we do one final vacation of the year coming up. I know Rob G likes to think I take a million vacations. Um, but back here next week, doing the pod five days. Hope you guys like the interviews this week. We got nobody lined up yet for next week, always taking suggestions. Um, but I have a couple guys in mind, shall we say. Obviously, football, and we're going to start to do a little college football next week as well. Um, everybody, enjoy the weekend. or back Monday. Talk to you then. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.